Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. We've got Eagles tickets to give away today. Oh, we do. Today and tomorrow. You'll have your chance later in the show. You need to be listening for your opportunity to win. They'll be performing February 6th at Enterprise Center. Um, tickets are going to be hot. They're going to be hot and very difficult to come by. Mm-hmm. We do know that. So you have a chance to win today and a chance to win tomorrow. This is a show that will end. Oh, gosh. Uh, we got 1245 pregame oh. between the Billikens and... And Wyoming. The Cowboys. They got a Myrtle Beach Invitational Basketball Tournament. So Go uh, Billikens. Billikens men's basketball this afternoon on KMOX. All right. We ran out of time for Did You See This? But Ranja, this is mine, and I think it's worth a discussion. Okay. We know about the... Oh, by the way, we're waiting to talk to a comedian. We are. Yeah. In the meantime... In the meantime... Should have mentioned that. Lavelle Crawford, (laughs) St. Louisan, will be joining us. Hopefully. He was on Breaking Bad. He, uh, Yeah, he had and, a small role on mm-hmm. Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Okay. Now, you remember the scandal uh, that struck the struck. chess club. Yes. It, it had shook to, me to my core. It did. It, it vibrated you to your it core. It sure did. Yeah. Yeah, because here's what happened. There was the whole Hans Niemann versus Magnus Carlsen, two chess grand champions uh, in a tournament. And... Magnus Carlsen abruptly at the beginning of the chess match versus Hans Niemann got up, walked out, and accused him of cheating. And uh, oh, I believe we have our guest, but here's how he thought he was cheating. There were uh, vibrating beads oh, in a the, certain orifice yeah. where the sun don't shine. The place where you normally put them. So that was it's hey, worth their four. <laughs> it put St. Louis chess on the map, I'll it tell did. you that. And we'll get more into that because some yeah. YouTubers tested that to see if it would work. On the Quiver River Electric guest line this morning, Lavelle Crawford, <laughs> a comedian. He will be performing at Helium Comedy Club November 24th through the 26th. You can get tickets at St. Louis.heliumcomedy.com. And St. Louis and Lavelle Crawford is with us on KMOX. Good morning, Lavelle. Good morning, man. I didn't mean to interrupt y'all call. I, hey, I'm pretty interested. <laughs> oh, you didn't oh. hear? You didn't hear about the chess I scandal? I, call, I thought I called the wrong number. I thought I called Adam and Eve catalog. <laughs> no. Well, it was a chess scandal. A grand champion was accused of uh, sticking a certain type of vibrating bead where they go. Yeah, where and they go. And then he was getting chess moves through coordinated vibration in that cabinet. And it happened here in St. Louis. <laughs> Oh, wow. I mean, I want to learn how to play chess, but that sounds hard. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. I, I mean, honestly. It might be okay. It, you know, it, you never know. It sounds kind of difficult. Like, if you are able to pick up on the vibrations and make the correct move without making a face, you probably deserve to win. Yeah, you're a real good chess player, chess pro- chess player if you got a poker face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, that's right. Uh, Lavelle Crawford. Is with us on KMOX, and I, I mentioned it uh, right off the top that people have, if they've watched Breaking Bad, if they watched Better Call Saul, 
they have seen you. Um, you, you had a, a role in that. You were alongside Bill Burr a lot of times. Are, are you guys friends? I'm imagining you are. Well, yeah, I knew Bill Burr before everybody thought he was famous. So, I mean, yeah, we, we were we worked together, man, numerous colleges and all across the country. So we knew each other before we even got on Breaking Bad, yeah. Is that how that happened, that you just both ended up working together? Is that you, I don't know, maybe you met somebody and uh, uh, Bob Odenkirk is a, uh, you know, he's a comedian too. Is that sort of how that all went down? No, no, it's okay. no magical like group of guys just decided to do something and it happened. No, we had to, we got to go. I had to go into audition. I didn't even know Bob Odenkirk. I didn't know Bill Burr was going to be in it or nothing. So I went in for an audition and and then they liked me. You know, after millions of auditions, they they fell in love with me and gave me the role. Man, that day I always wished for the opportunity, like going and they say you're the one. You know, and so. So uh, that's how it happened, and so happened Bill Burr. He was he was uh, booked for QB, and and Bob Odenkirk was saw, of course. And I mean, uh, you know, Stephen Zada, who plays uh, they played the guy that plays Gomi, he also a stand up comedian. It was a lot of comedians in that uh, mm-hmm. that show, man. Well, that those are two very different careers in a lot of ways a stand-up comedian versus being in a show being a, a recurring actor is there one that you enjoy more than the other no i like it all it, you know you can do it in that you don't have to have a real boss that's a beautiful thing and you get a check and you get fame from it that's there's <laughs> a lot of a lot of a lot of perks from that it's, it's not it's not nothing you don't like like i hate Get a nice check and don't have to do nothing and get great food and stay in a big old a hotel and live a life of a star. I don't think I think all of it's fantastic. <laughs> That's it's awesome. a great opportunity. Yeah, you I know, mean, especially coming from a coming from a C average student in school. So <laughs> you know. <laughs> hey, but shout out to Pattonville. Oh yeah, Pattonville Pirates. Let's go, Pirates. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Here's what my C plus did. We've got some Pattonville grads here. Nice. All right, right on, Fatville. Great. 86 here, baby. (laughs) That's awesome. I think John Hancock, he's also a Pattonville grad, but I think he was long. Was he he 86 grad? You guys might be the same age. When did John Hancock graduate from high school? I have no idea. Anyway. Anyway. Well, the original John Hancock could have been around... 1847. I don't know. <laughs> no, it, was, yeah, it wasn't that, that one. one. Not that one. No, not that one. Uh, Lavelle, Crawford, Lavelle Crawford is with us on KMOX. Um, here's the thing I've noticed, and maybe it's just, I don't know, maybe it's a bias or something, but I've noticed, it seems to me, that comedians a lot of times make really good actors. And I'm talking like stand-up comedians and at least believable actors. Is there something about being a stand-up that helps you when you're in an acting role. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time, baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.
because uh, you know you being a stand-up you gotta you're you can be funny but it's only funny if it's halfway believable so you know in acting when i took acting class they said create a uh reality in an imaginary space so i mean basically that's what you do is when you're up on stage telling stories about your life or whatever to make the joke funny i mean comedians got to sell it so i mean that's all acting is is really selling your your character to the people, you know, and putting it in that perspective. So you're always acting, you know, anyway, because most of the comedians, only difference between the comedian and the actor, we don't have the fourth wall, you know, where you mm-hmm. can't, you don't want to look at the audience. Comedians can look at the audience. Actors got to act like the audience is not even there. When, the only difference. So I think that's, yeah. I think that's what helps. When you were younger, it- a kid or at Pattonville High School, did you know you wanted to go into comedy? Nah, I didn't know. I I I, I thought I was going to be a, a real smooth R&B singer. I thought I was going to, you know, have a little glitter, little, little, little baby all on my chest and, and sing to the ladies. And I, was, I was always in the R&B, and I loved Elvis because he could sing to every woman and get her. So I, that's who I was into at that time. Well, how'd you make the shift to yeah. comedy then? Uh, well, I wasn't I wasn't healthy with Elvis, and I wasn't built like an R&B singer. And uh, I was doing community college, and you know, and uh, so happened I had a friend who I made laugh hysterically all the time. And I was I used to listen to Richard Pryor albums yeah. all the time. But when I went to college, strange enough, I I uh, seen a lot of stand-up comedians, and I never seen any, you know. Comedians that look like me, like, you know, black comedians. So, but when I met, met Sinbad, we brought him up to our, from the student union, and I got to meet him, and it was just incredible to meet Sinbad, and he was, he was so intriguing, and he was such a nice guy, and he, he was so funny, and I said, I knew that it's something I wanted to do, man, but I didn't know how to get into it until I kept on flunking out of community college, and I called the funny bone a bunch of times. I said, I told my friend, I'm going to do it. He, he he didn't believe me, and uh, I wind up doing it. Lisa Hollis is. I told her, I'm going to go on and do it. I said, if I get one lab, I'm making a career. And I went up to the Funny Bone, called for like six months straight, and finally Al Canal put me on on the list. And I went up and got one. I got a lot of labs, man, and here I am today. Yeah, so that, that was it that first time that you realized you could do that full-time for a job, That the first time you went on stage? Well, I, I thought I could do it, but the next time when I didn't have no jokes and the crowd was looking at me crazy, I said, uh-oh, <laughs> it's time to go back to community college. <laughs> but, I, <laughs> but I think practice makes perfect. You keep on going to open mics and you're writing and you study it and you find out it, 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 it is, it is a, it is a uh, art and it's a talent. Mm-hmm. you got to learn how to, you know, engage the audience. you got to learn how. And you got to learn how to get out on that road and – and, and tough it out, sleep in rest areas till you make it to your gig. I mean, a lot of comedians don't know them rough sides. Comedians get famous off the Internet. Now, we had to drive to city to city. I mean, from Rockford, Illinois, to, uh, you know, uh, what is it, Danville, Illinois, yeah. to you're going out, driving all the way up to Bemidji, Minnesota, in an escort with the check engine light on, you know. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, so. You know, those, 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 uh, but it was fun. It was fun because we got a lot of free food, a lot of free Sprite, and we got to tell jokes, you know. 
And when, then, then we turned it into a career because when you see the comedians who made it, you be wondering why some of them out there be halfway alcoholics or they be kind of jerky because, you know, they went through a lot to get there. You know, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a tough sale. Back then, you, you, only had, you only had one venue, maybe Carson or the Tonight Show or David Letterman. You know, nowadays, you, you know, you can get get on. They got so many different. They they used to have so many different comedy uh, shows, you know. But now you can live stream and do this and that. So it's a lot of opportunities out there for young comics, you know, more than it was when I first started. Do you resent that, or do you think it's better that there are more avenues to get discovered and you know bypass all the all the hardship stuff? Well, I never resent nobody having the opportunities. I. I think that, you know, it's, it's great because, I mean, you know, I wish I would have had it a little easier, but it didn't happen. So, I mean, I know things were growing. I'm, you know, I'm glad the media is able to, you know, uh, find other opportunities. I mean, but it, I think it, it softens them because a lot of them don't understand, you know, yeah, what, what uh, works on, on your, your live, on your Instagram. Man, I work on that stage, you know. That, that you know you ain't got nobody judge you looking at you with a judgmental face or you don't have no hecklers so it's like they have to that that's the part that they don't get so you know I mean they go they gonna learn the ropes no matter what so yeah Lave, Lavelle Crawford St. Louisan and comedian nominated for a Grammy for for a best comedy album a couple of years ago coming back to St. Louis you will be at the Helium Comedy Club. 24th through the 26th. Um, what is it like to come back to your hometown and perform? Well, I love it. I, I love my hometown. I'm a Cardinals fan to a die. You know, uh, you know, it's always good to come home. I get to come home for thank, for the Thanksgiving weekend. Mom and she cooks like she's the only one in our house, but she cooks like she got an army of 3,000. So there's going to be plenty of food and it's going, you know, see my family and, you know, just be engaged into everybody I know and grew up with. So it's a, it's a great time, you know. It's always good to come home. I just had two specials there. So, you know, I, I did my best to put St. Louis on the map my way. Well, we're we're glad to have you back. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to uh, having you come back a week from, was it today? Yeah, a week from tomorrow. You'll be performing uh, at the Helium Comedy Club November 24th, 25th, 26th. If you want tickets, stlouis.heliumcomedy.com. Lavelle Crawford, it's awesome to talk to you, man. Thank you for visiting with us today. Hey, thank you for having me. Take care. Lavelle Crawford. Uh, yeah, he played uh, uh, Saul's bo- Saul mm-hmm. Goodman's bodyguard um, in, in both of those shows. He was in an Always Sunny episode Yeah, uh, about 10 years ago. That's awesome. Yeah, good I, stuff, man. I, love I think he's Sin- been in a couple of them, actually. I love Sinbad. Like, I love that he talked oh. about meeting Sinbad so, and how that helped inspire him to comedy. Yeah. I, I mean, and ever since I was a kid, the movies that Sinbad is in, I think I saw movies with him in it right before I saw stand-up. I think, I think Sinbad's hilarious. Well, he did both. Yeah. Um, I think he did stand-up first. Sure, but I was House a Guest kid, is so. great. Oh, House Guest with Phil Hartman. It's great. Oh, so, so good. Um, it, you know, uh, Lavelle talking about Sinbad, and I, uh, we did... You know, my old show here mm-hmm. was about five years ago. We had him scheduled to come on, and we were doing the show live from uh, what's that restaurant with a uh, Twin Twin Peaks? Twin <laughs> with Peaks. With the girls. Yeah, with the girls. <laughs> you know, is that still open? 
I think it is. I thought it closed. But um, Twin Peaks, and he said, ah, we were going to have him on the phone, and he's like, I'll just come down there. So he came down, and really? he, I feel like he sat there with us for 45 minutes. Oh, my gosh. He was great, That's, man. I would love to meet Sinbad. Like, I have just... He was great. Liked him, thought he was awesome my whole life. This is a fun fact that you probably know, but when Ellen DeGeneres got the call to be on Johnny Carson uh, as a comedian uh, for the first time, she was nervous and she called Sinbad and got her fashion advice. He told her what to wear. And if you Google Ellen's first appearance on Carson, you'll know that it was inspired by Sinbad. By Sinbad. Yeah, it's awesome. She really did. She, Sinbad really gave her fashion advice, which is awesome. Lavelle Crawford is awesome again. He's going to be at Helium next week. So you'll have an opportunity, three opportunities. He's there 24th, 25th, 26th. A St. Louisan coming back to perform here. And again, Helium Comedy. So um, go find tickets and go see Lavelle Crawford. It's Amy. I'm Chris. This is KMOX. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.